Hello and welcome back to the Real Talks Robin podcast with me, your host, Robin. I am an online fitness professional and I help women change their lives and build confidence through realistic exercise and nutrition. My goal for this podcast is to share my experience of years of toxic dieting, which led me to have a terrible relationship with food and poor body image. But by overcoming this, I want to help you through my story without all the nonsense of the fitness industry. If you'd like me to cover anything specifically or simply just share your feedback with me, feel free to reach out via my social media pages at Robin Drummond Fitness. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode two. Before we kick off today, I just want to take a moment to thank every single person for your support with episode one. I honestly, hand on heart, have been absolutely blown away. I don't know what I expected, you know, creating a podcast, but I was absolutely gobsmacked. So I just want to take a very quick moment to thank you so much for that. You know, the continued shares, tagging me in your social media posts, your follows and your reviews mean so much, especially right now at the beginning of starting a podcast is so, so important to me. So thank you. Thank you so much. So this week, we are going to talk a little bit about my experience in bodybuilding. Because my experience in bodybuilding completely changed my life. And I know had I not had that experience, it would never have given me the education that I certainly know now and I am absolutely so grateful for the bodybuilding experience because it has taught me so much now about myself about you know how to be able to help others and certainly overcome massive massive challenges when I was 17 I had really only entered the fitness industry as an instructor and what what absolutely blows my mind is I wasn't even overweight (laughs) like I'm the heaviest I've ever been now also the healthiest and happiest but in terms of like body composition I was definitely definitely leaner at the starting point of wanting to compete in bodybuilding now the scary thing is that I had really perceived myself back then not lean enough or I didn't look like an instructor and I think the biggest problem that fitness professionals coaches anyone in this industry has is if you don't look like an athlete or you don't look fit or you don't have a six-pack then it automatically means that you're not good enough you don't know what you're talking about and therefore you're not going to be successful because you don't have the body that goes along with knowledge and I really truly believed that when I was younger and when so around kind of being 17 this is kind of when I think that Instagram had really just kind of kicked off for me and being so exposed I suppose to social media at 17 as a young girl had made me see a lot of bodybuilding models, 
um, you know, people in bikinis and you'd be like, oh my God, I really wish I looked like that. And I would do that all the time, which did not contribute to having a positive relationship with my own body image. And therefore, I just associated these people with being successful because they had a good body. And, you know, if if I had a good body, then people would take me seriously and I would be really successful. Like, look at me. And I honestly couldn't even, even say these words, but I was like, right, well, they have lots of followers. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> well, they have lots of followers because they have a good body. And it's that kind of getting lots of likes and being really popular and, I thought, well, wow, like if I did this, then people will do the same for me and I will be really successful as an instructor. Honestly, I can't even tell you, 10 years ago, it's like <laughs> completely changed for me. It really, really has. So I used to follow um, a girl called Courtney King and absolutely love her. I love now that she's also reflected on her journey and has come out really positively as well. And I had the pleasure of meeting her face to face as well. I really, really looked up to Courtney King and she was a bodybuilder, absolutely stunning model and just a lovely, lovely person. And I was like, right, you know, she looks so good. She has everything I want in life and I'm gonna really, this is it. I'm gonna embark on my bodybuilding journey and do what she did. So little did I know the next few years would be absolutely horrifying. I remember starting my first, let's call it diet, it's called bodybuilding diet and I swear to you it just consisted of like chicken and rice, green vegetables, almonds and full disclaimer by the way I don't want anybody to do that of course like this is in no way a recommendation that anybody should follow what I'm about to say because the impact of what came from it was so bad or for me it was very catastrophic and it was very very bad for both my mental well-being and um, my body and my health so when sharing these experiences I absolutely do not want anyone to follow suit so typically as well a bodybuilding diet would last between kind of 12 and 16 weeks I reckon um, and I think I think I'd embarked about 16 weeks on this, my first one, I did it twice, because <laughs> you know, once once wasn't enough to ruin myself, so <laughs> did it twice. And the bodybuilding diet is a funny one, because it honestly just literally consists of chicken, or turkey breast, <laughs> if you're lucky, rice, green vegetables. I'm honestly so cringing that I even thought this was acceptable. Anyway, and lots of green, like lots of greens, almonds, and oats, oh my goodness, can't forget about porridge and oats. Okay, so that's literally what my life consisted of. And as time went on, your calories would reduce, your exercise would increase. I was doing a lot of weight training, probably training five days a week, doing a lot of cardio, and then my calories would reduce. So that's kind of the standard 12 week, 12 to 16 week protocol. And in that time, you know, it's very important that you don't cheat on your diet, okay? And I, and I know a lot of the terms I'm using in this conversation I would not normally use in terms of like how I would teach exercise nutrition now, okay? So, you know, you can't cheat on your diet. You can't eat anything other than these foods. You have to stick to that or essentially you are a failure and you are not going to succeed if you don't. 
the only times maybe you would ever get to eat something that was like out with that was like a refeed and a refeed is a bit of a tactic that it's not really necessary for people to do like the general population let's say if you were just trying to lose body fat maybe in the bodybuilding world I understand why they would use it so essentially refeed really quickly as a way to kind of really more it's more so to help your sanity if anything um the influx of higher calories isn't what it says it's trying to do which is trying to increase your metabolism so therefore it's not something that I would personally use with my kind of current members and clients but back then you know that's what would happen and I will never forget when it was reefy day and I would always have sweet potato I was so lucky because I got to have sweet potato <laughs> this is so bad and it was amazing like honestly but you know it was my carbs were probably that low when I would have sweet potato I swear within 30 minutes I'd fall asleep totally out the game because I was absolutely shattered now this is absolutely no discredit to the individual that helped me at that time because you know I, I see them now and they've, they've done amazing things with their life however the individual was not qualified to also prescribe me the information that they had and that in itself is quite dangerous as well and some of the methods that I was advised to do leading up to competition were just absolutely horrendous as well so I don't have like really super vivid memories of like every single week during that period of time and as I say the first one like I did it twice so a lot of these kind of things that happened in the second one I can remember a lot more but things I did do were take my own meal prep to like restaurants cafe which is like something I would obviously not do now I mean I can encourage people to you know pre-pack their food and take their food with them but like this was like absolutely ridiculous do you know, and this is my own experience, by the way, because I know that people still very much compete in bodybuilding. I'm very, very grateful for the experience. When it came up close to show, this was the point that looking back, I was like, I can't believe I did this. So show protocol involved quite a few things. So one of them was like water overloading. I think that's what it's called. Water loading, maybe? Just that. So you would essentially drink a lot of a lot of water like more than what is completely normal which is very very dangerous to do that obviously for things like you know you could literally drown and it's a lot of water and I think it might be like eight liters now my first competition was in St Albans right so from Fife St Albans it must be about eight hours and I just remember we had my wee Corsa and Liam was like I'll drive you to St Albans and I'm not even joking he drove me eight hours down to near London to do my first competition now I also had to water load on this journey so not only were we driving for eight hours I also had to literally drink um, about eight liters of water and it was absolutely horrendous but I had to then stop drinking water at a certain time the day before the competition so we'd gone to the, the hotel and we were lucky enough to have like a pool and a sauna and stuff like that it was great 
so I was encouraged to go in the sauna and this was to try and get rid of any water detention. So away I was, I'd literally stopped drinking water. <laughs> this gets worse, <laughs> it really does. Gone in the sauna to sweat it all out. I then had to drink white wine to dehydrate myself. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> so I'd stopped drinking water. I did that, went in the sauna, drank white wine. It's absolutely crazy. And then had to apply my fake tan. <laughs> now, if anybody has seen fake tan in bodybuilding, it is off the scale fake tan. Like, it is so dark. Now, if I got this wrong, I was in trouble because I was doing this all for myself. Liam had helped me. How, if anybody knows what it's like to be applying fake tan to your back, it is impossible unless you're trying to use like a coat hanger to rub that tan on your back. It is very hard. And also, I was going to be only in a bikini the following day. And if this tan had messed up, I was in serious trouble. So I trusted Liam to apply my tan and it was hilarious. I have all the photos to accompany this moment because it was just so funny. The first, probably the first time Liam has ever done my tan. Anyway, um, the following morning, I remember waking up, again, I've got the photo. It's not 100% appropriate though to share, but maybe one day I'll try and like, you know, make it appropriate to share. And I just remember absolutely internally dying inside because there's a handprint over my chest. It was my own. I'd obviously slept on my hand. <laughs> on the morning of this bodybuilding competition, I have a handprint on my chest and I was absolutely, panicking like what on earth am I supposed to do and thankfully it was completely all okay obviously so applying the tan was hilarious and I was honestly I actually just I didn't actually want to take the tan off it was absolutely fabulous so competition day you do a bit of pumping up it's called <laughs> so cringe <laughs> oh. So you kind of have like resistance bands, like kind of like what would what I would do, sorry, and um like a workouts or when else would you use those types of bands? You could do it as like a kind of pre-warm-up set for like a an actual workout. Now kind of like bands with handles. So you can imagine me backstage in this the most amazing bikini. Like it was absolutely stunning. Um using these bands to pump up. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway. So that was me backstage. And do you know what? It was an absolutely incredible day. Um, Liam, I remember, you know, sitting in the audience and I actually think the football was on. Yeah. So I was on stage at a certain time and, you know, Liam couldn't come backstage, which is a shame. So that was it. It was just the two of us down in St Albans. So we actually left, went to the pub, got a pint, <laughs> watched the football <laughs> as I was pumping up backstage. Um, and you know what? The show day was amazing. I had met so many incredible people. It was such good fun. And really funny, Joel Corey was the judge. His sister was actually in my category, the DJ Joel Corey, who's quite known. Huh. So anyway, we had a great time. Now, what the next 24 hours and probably the next eight months before I decided to do it again were absolutely horrendous. Walking off stage 
waiting to be judged. I, I don't even know where I placed. I didn't even didn't place at all. Walking off stage, I remember the first meal I ate was an Andals, and it was incredible because remember for three months of my life, I had only ate chicken and rice, so I went to Nando's to eat more chicken and rice. Um, jokes, but my body had not been used to eating anything other than what I'd ate for three months. Now I had been given no information, advice on what to do next. When you have a goal, you know, you have a time frame goal, it kind of reminds me of a few things I've done since then actually. You come off stage and it's like you have no purpose, like it's a really bizarre feeling, you're like what now, what do I do with my life? My life has been so consumed by this one thing, I don't know what to do anymore. And it's very, very lonely because you're like, well, I don't know how to eat. We had, we had stayed over and on the way home, I wanted to stop at every service station because I was going to have a Subway and I was going to have a McDonald's and I was going to have Iron Brew, like full fat, and I was going to have absolutely everything. So I did. I absolutely ate everything the next day. Oh, and Liam had gone to Hotel Chocolate. So of course, I ate those chocolates for breakfast because I had absolutely no education on how to eat for three months other than eat those foods because I thought well I'm just gonna have the time of my life and I absolutely did I was so unwell the following day swear I just binged and binged and binged until I was physically thrown up that night because I mean, to top off having honestly, to top off having a subway and probably so much other nonsense on that day, the following day, I then decided that having a Chinese on that night was totally appropriate, including having a can of full fat coke, totally appropriate. And I was just violently thrown up, just awful. My body had no idea how to respond. I mean, I was so naive. I didn't think that. Well, why? Like, I had no idea what to do. And that was it. I was completely just left, totally clueless. And that's when the disordered eating patterns, probably an eating disorder, had started. And then I see, then I was gaining weight so quickly. And see when you've seen yourself at the leanest that your body is physically capable of gaining weight to a normal weight whatever normal looks like when you then actually dislike yourself because you're gaining so much weight but then you're actually at what's a normal weight is a very scary place to be so body dysmorphia is not a good place to be I would just think that I was so overweight I was so upset that I'd gained weight because ultimately, remember, like going back to the start of this experience, I decided to do this experience because I wanted to look like these people thinking that I was going to be able to retain my look in order to promote myself. And I'm an instructor, like, look at me, I've got abs, I look fabulous, but I certainly had not retained that image and certainly was gaining weight rapidly I had absolutely no idea what to do and I just dedicated months to this diet that I thought was going to absolutely change my life make me successful make me look like these people and it had done the complete 
opposite. And I was too scared to eat anything that wasn't deemed, let's call it healthy. If I did, I would be like, you're a failure, um, you're fat, you're horrible, you're not going to be successful, like all these horrible negative, negative words. And um, I just put it down to not having maybe the best support at that time and then decided to do it all over again. Throughout these experiences, and show competition two wasn't much different, to be honest. Again, I worked with somebody that this is why you should always do your research before you work with anybody. The same situation happened and the same individual was not qualified to help me do that again. And I was, you know, naive and stupid enough to do it again. So during this time, and what will be really, really good is that for the next few episodes as well, I will talk about myths and I'll talk about all these things in great depth, all these little myths and products and things that we see. But I was encouraged to do things like booty. Sorry, <laughs> booty. Now, booty is like a laxative and it doesn't help with body fat reduction. It literally helps you shit yourself. So you can imagine what happened a week before I was competing. I was not well at all. I remember <laughs> sitting in my car. Wait for that. Honestly, this is ridiculous. I remember the second competition. This is when I cheated on my diet. Such a failure. And I literally couldn't take it anymore. So I went to Asda and I went and bought a tub of peanut butter. And I sat in my car and I cried and I cried <laughs> eating a tub of peanut butter. And I phoned my friend Lindsay because I'd literally just destroyed my progress and I was sitting miserable, crying into a tub of peanut butter. Like how ridiculous is this? I have taken fat burners that are now illegal because the caffeine content in them is scary and horrifying. There are so many dangerous approaches that I have taken in order to drastically lose body fat. And my reasons behind trying to lose body fat wrong and the methods in which I try to do it again were just so unhealthy the way I like the way I think I look about myself not he's had big thighs I did fencing when I was young so I started fencing when I was like six up until I was 16 ish and I've got strong legs I've got big muscle legs but really beat myself up about this in the mirror I would constantly be picking out all the bad points about myself like the cellulite on my legs why are my hips so big my legs um being huge and you know just taking everything I've seen all the time I've ever I think the first time I started to really improve this was probably two years ago when like for the first time which is absolutely crazy. When it came to my relationship with food, I would not eat carbs because, you know, they were, I don't know, unhealthy. 
why anybody would cut carbs out their life now is crazy cutting carbs when I was competing was disgusting right I was so oh my god I just remember something as well <laughs> the green soup <laughs> the group before I tell you about the carbs I would literally I live with mum as well she must have been like this person is crazy so just having broccoli on the side this is what I was told to do which is just crazy is put all these green vegetables into a big pot and make soup so I would blend it like I would just blend green vegetables please don't do this and I would put it as soup and I would put like obviously stock to it, <laughs> it wasn't just green veg and I would put chicken in it. So this is how I'd like consume my meals. The problem is when you're eating like liquids versus solids, liquids are quicker digestible and they're not as filling. So I remember working in the leisure center and having this disgusting green soup. I honestly know what everybody would have thought. <laughs> like in the staff room, I just thought it was normal. To everybody else, I was depressed and miserable eating green soup. And I was driving to the gym and this is why crashed into somebody and I was like Robin what are you doing with your life like what is this you're so like full of caffeine full of pre-workout you've cut carbohydrates you're making green soup with vegetables like taking laxatives to do like to get rid of things um not being able to socialize like it's so awful so yeah, I mean, that's a very brief overview of using my life. A lot of the things that I've talked about today, um, it's definitely my plan to, to dig deeper into them. So let's talk about carbohydrates and why they're really good for us. Let's talk about products like, you know, you see these booties, these, you see these pills and products that they are not going to help aid fat should probably all be banned we'll talk about them in more great depth as well and we, none of this is sustainable I don't abs <laughs> I never want to have abs I don't want to sacrifice have to in order to achieve that I probably could have if I really really wanted to is sustainable that's the question and it always comes back down to that and this is why sometimes I get very emotional or very passionate about the stuff that I say in terms of sustainability a lot of the the methods or the methods and programs that we can see yes may help fat loss absolutely cannot deny that all these kind of weird and wonderful ways might help fat loss they probably do but the overarching thing that I consistently tell everybody is that you have to find a way that's sustainable for you the biggest the biggest challenge people have with fat loss can't retain the body fat they lose because the take or the the try to lose body fat not match what a normal lifestyle would look like and therefore when you go back to normal okay let's call it normal when you're not dieting or trying to lose body fat anymore 
people just regain body fat again because the methods methods that they used or try to use then they can't stick to for a long period of time and that's why me seeing bodybuilding as a way to have abs and look incredible for oh this was it 12 weeks going to change my life in fact wait a minute the minute I stepped away from that I gained weight instantly because I started to eat normal I just wanted a subway I just wanted to eat a Chinese (laughs) I didn't want to do that all in 24 hours but I really did and sometimes you know we could talk about we'll go into this and again great depth restrictive eating patterns why you're going to rebound from that why it is going to cause you to overeat so to the next how many episodes talking more about sustainable approaches the myths around all these products approaches and why they are not sustainable routes for everybody to go down I'm in a position now that I wake up most days not every day and I can look in the mirror and I am grateful for what my body does for me I can wear clothes and I feel confident. I feel happy. Oh my God, I'm getting really emotional. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) I went out last night and had too many cocktails. So I think that's having somewhat of an impact on my emotions right now. (laughs) Anyway, and I can finally, for the first time in a long time, make myself and it's okay to like yourself it's okay to be comfortable in you it's okay to say you're good at something it's okay to you know be happy so if you are in a situation right now that you don't feel like that and it feels like it's never ending it feels like you're never going to see that light at the end of the tunnel but I honestly promise you you will time it takes the right approach it takes the right person to help you and end into a podcast today <laughs> anyway I am so grateful for all your love and support it has been so incredible to see so many of you listening and your feedback has been incredible still am today still thinks you're all at it thinking hi they're just saying that they're just saying it's good <laughs> anyway as always please keep continuing to support me with this podcast leave a little review five stars only obviously um follow me please and if you have listened do a screenshot tag me in your socials and I really would love if you would love me to talk about anything more specifically if you've got any questions as always you can reach out on Instagram or on Facebook and let me know and I'd be more than happy to talk about it so I really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast And I look forward to being back next week.